Welcome back to the Second Take Podcast, where you get the most raw, uncut, cut from all type of takes on sports. Everything. Everything. Baseball, basketball, football, whatever you want. This is highly alcohol-influenced, so don't hold us to our takes, but we know what we're talking about. Tyler Longman, let's take it away. Welcome back. Another episode of the Second Take Podcast. Going to get into a few controversial topics, I would say, here today. I'll let my boy Adam explain some of those topics to you. Welcome to the first ever recorded and published podcast. Our first podcast, episode zero, went over smoothly. So, Something like that. we took it, we took that, and we're going to run with that idea and keep it going on this podcast, second take. Now, we jump into the first topic. All right. Our first topic is Coach K's legacy at Duke. Crazy. The impact he left at Duke and on college basketball on the whole. So, I'll put it like this. This man is a fucking menace. Okay? I don't know what the fuck he's... What what you mean by that? Bro, like four national championships. In itself, that's just crazy. Four national championships, 11 Final Four appearances most of all time, 77 tournament wins most of all time, 99 tournament wins coached most of all time. Like, bro, he's got stats on stats on stats. Not on top of that, you know, coaching, coaching Duke and... The great players he coached, you know, like Kyrie, Brandon Ingram, and Jason Tatum. Bro, there's no comparing it. There's no comparing it. So to bounce, oh, I'm sorry. Bouncing off what you were saying, so the 99 tournament games coach, he also won 13 ACC championships, 12 ACC regular season championships, three coach of the years, and five ACC coaches. Right. That's crazy, bro. Crazy. That's wild. And then at the same time, it's like – Bringing it to a greater level, like past college basketball, you have him coaching Team USA. Mm-hmm. And you have the 2010s team, bro. That's the that's the highlight tape you see all over Twitter. What? It's Kobe and LeBron and fucking D Wade, yep. bro. Team, everybody's on that fucking team. Mm-hmm. Arguably the second coming of the dream team, but we'll get into that a mm-hmm. little bit later. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> start but all around, bro. Like I, I don't think there's gonna ever be a better coach than Coach K. And college basketball at all. I don't I, I can agree with that that take right there. At all. Longman, what you what you think about this? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. You know, you think about over a thousand wins as a head coach at Duke or just a coach in general. Um obviously the stats that y'all just brought up, it's it's phenomenal. Um I'm always gonna remember him for perfectly exemplifying, you know, the traditions and the playing style that, you know, he invoked on his players. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about, you know, him being Remember for always valuing the little things, you know, hard work. Um, I'm, I'm not somebody that's going to go out there and I want the best players all the time. I want someone that's going to come in, do the job, but also is going to worry about their grades too. You know, right. you think about Duke. Duke's a hard school to get into. Ivy know? League, man. Ivy League. Crazy stuff, man. And, and, and you think about the players that have come through. Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, um, Jay Williams, Kyrie Irving, and much more. Um, the marketability of those guys, you know, um, the the superstar level that they're playing at in the NBA it's 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 crazy and that's all because of Coach K he, and the and the impact that he left on those players he molds players into becoming what they are now but at the same time I feel like the people who go to Duke now is known for the name that Coach K built on that school oh yeah absolutely you know, even though he's not playing anymore I mean not coaching anymore I feel like. You have some big shoes to fill. Oh yeah, as his new coach, you have some huge shoes. You think about the next coach that comes through, 
I mean, that that's that's a lot to live up to. You know, you think about Coach K, he was, you know, always taught toughness, unselfishness, um, intensity, competitiveness, everything that he invoked in his players. The next guy that comes in that has to take on that role, that's it's going to be interesting to see, but it's also going to be hard to fill. He has to pick right. up where that where that stops. Like, he can't – the next coach that goes into Duke can't not fill that shoe. Right. Because if he – if, you have to get to the tournament, cause, bro. Cause Absolutely. Duke has now built on that reputation to yeah. where they will make the tournament in the, one of the top four seeds. 35 right. NCAA tournament bids while right. head coach at Duke. Exactly. Like, you just – you can't not look at what he did and be like, okay, I can shoot a little under. No, you have to shoot for what he did and try to be better than yeah. that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I love college basketball so much, you know, especially over the years, the, the, the atmosphere at Duke, you know. Think about when Zion was there. That was that that place was rocking all the time. Um, I think crazy. about you know obviously his legacy, but as I said earlier, the legacy he left on his players. Somebody that's not going to be scared of the moment. Somebody that's going to go out there and get the job done. And you know, um, tough situations or when, when the moment calls upon you to get the job done. Um, and his his commitment to recruiting players is is unmatched. You know, obviously, like I said, somebody that's not going to just value your skills on the court, but somebody that's going to value your um your hard work in the classroom so i I think that just what made coach k above every other coach in college basketball coach k also brought that respect factor like whenever you saw duke on your on your uh on your schedule you you knew to respect who was coming up oh yeah who's coming up on that schedule you knew who you were getting it, it wasn't it was nothing phony about what coach k was about i mean he had so much respect just in his own stadium they they renamed the court yeah. the court after him coach k court like he is a well-respected man. Absolutely. Throughout the whole ACC, throughout all college basketball, for sure. With yeah. being respected, bro, this is the first coach like ever to lead Duke to three national championships in three consecutive decades, over forty-two years. Yeah, I didn't think about school. that. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. crazy. Like who else is going to touch that stat? Yeah, five overall in nineteen ninety-one, nineteen ninety-two, two thousand one, two thousand ten, two thousand fifteen. I mean. And it's 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 unmatched. It's it's crazy. You know? I don't even I don't even know if he's gonna really leave the school. You know, I, don't like, know. I yeah. think he's gonna retire and have some underlying role within the school, whether it be recruiting, you know, sponsorships. Whatever. Probably so. I, I would think. I think they might they might use him for recruiting aspects. Be like, you know, Coach K will see what you're doing. Like, bring Coach K up on, in conversations. But like, I think I think he should just be done. I think he should. Ride off into the sunset and just call it. Maybe mm-hmm. show up to a couple games next season, but definitely, definitely don't keep reappearing <laughs> and taking the spotlight away from the current coach. Absolutely. So, what players. you think? What you think about um, you know, his last team? Do y'all think he let him down, or well, that his um, team let them down? I think he he did what he could as a coach. Yeah. He can only you can only do so much as a coach. Before it's put on to the hardwood, like you, you can only do so much to get your players there. Then your players have to start taking over and bring them to the promised land. Now, right? I mean, what they made it to the final four. Final four, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah to UNC. That's, that's not that's not something to just scoff over. Final oh, no. four appearances isn't something that every team just gets. Right. Like he earned final four. Oh yeah. You think is about it, you? Oh, is I'm it sorry. upsetting that he lost to his most rivalous team <laughs> right. of UNC? Like, it, it's tough. That he lost his final home game to UNC and then lost in the final four to UNC, that that's definitely gonna leave a little yeah, little bad taste hurts. in your mouth. But oh yeah, I wouldn't let that disrespect his whole 
uh, persona around Duke. No, like, no, because when you think about UNC, UNC was hot. They beat, I think they beat Baylor on their way to the Final Four mm-hmm. and all the way to the National Championship. UNC and, was like the the Celtics now. Yeah. Like I mean, they're, they're just riding on yeah. heat right now. Yeah. And, and they understood the, the, the last year of Coach K, so they kind of wanted to make that, you know, they, yeah, they they want to make that hurt just a little bit more. Um, so I think they came in a whole lot, a whole lot more motivated to get the job done, and then they went out there and they did it. Um, that doesn't really affect his legacy as the coach at Duke. Um, it would have been awesome for him to win a national championship this year and kind of ride off in the sunset, but, you know, it, it just didn't happen, you know. I agree. All right, so let's move from Coach K to a question that's popped up around our friend group and our lots and, of times and just kind of in the public in general of which which sports are which uh sports are fun more fun to watch whether it be the collegiate level or the professional level i'll start it off by saying i think the college sports in a whole is so much more fun to watch simply for the fact of they don't see it as a job they see it as I'm going out to play the sport that I was recruited to play, the sport that I want to play, so I can be as successful as possible to make it to the next level, to get paid to do more of what I like. Whenever it gets to the professional level, you'll see a lot of star players kind of slack off during like midseason games. You kind of start, you won't see full, full performances from the people you want to go watch. So like if I pay money to go watch. A Yankee game, and I see Aaron Judge strut to first base on a ground ball to the infield. I won't get that same reaction if I'm at an LSU game and uh, Dylan Cruz hits a, a slow roller to the third baseman. He's beating that out. Like there's no doubt in my mind that he is putting everything in his power to make it to that to first base to be safe. Aaron Judge is just not going to put, or just any professional athlete is just not going to put full effort in a midseason game. And so, in my opinion, you'll get more bang for your buck by going to a college game just just for the sheer fact that you know that everyone on the field is going to give 100%, whether right. it be baseball, football, or basketball. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to rant for a second because it, it, it absolutely pisses me off whenever I, I see professional athletes. And, and I understand that they're getting paid a lot of money to play the game of baseball, especially baseball. I mean, you see it kind of in football, but it's very prevalent in that game. When I see people jogging off the field, you know, especially when I know it's high school is different, but when I was playing high school, it was always you jog off the field. Or you jog off the field, you're going to be, you know, going right to the bench. Yeah, you, don't you, you run off the field. You run into your spot. So that I, I enjoy going to professional baseball games, professional sports games in general. However, that just um, is something that I, I've, I've thought about for the longest time. That if obviously if you're getting paid lots of money to do it, then that's your, you know, your opinion, your, you know, if, if you want to jog off the field, that's fine. No one's going to say anything because, you know, you're, you're a high-leveled and high-paid athlete. However, when you think about the fans, do, as a fan, do I want to see you jogging off the field and setting an example for everyone else, you know, especially like kids? If you, do, do I want to see that? No. Especially if I'm, you know, a parent and, and I see, you know, Alex Bregman or somebody jogging off the field. You know, I, I want my kid to kind of exemplify and, and kind of follow in his footsteps. But if I see him jogging off the field, it, it kind of sets a bad example as a whole. So... I enjoy watching it, but I think college baseball and college sports in general are just a little something different. I want to see the bases loaded and two outs and Dylan Cruz up the bat because he has a lot more to play for. He's going to be a top, you know, a top 10, probably a top five pick uh, years to come. But he has a lot more to play for. 
he wants to show them, hey, I can be the number one overall pick. You know, do I want to go fifth? Sure, it's, it's great, but I want to be the number one overall pick. So give me that, give me that spot. Give me the bases loaded. Give me two outs. I'm going to get the job done. Whereas in MLB, it's like, eh, it's whatever. You know, I'll get the next one. There's always 161 more games. Yeah. It just, baseball in general, it, it irritates me. It irritates me the fact that you're getting paid all this kind of money and I see you jogging off the field when I'm paying a lot of money to watch you play the game of baseball. I want a little bit more effort. That's why I love I love going to college baseball games, especially LSU games. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of different approach here. So um, first off, I want to say this topic is completely opinion based. There's no factual evidence right. behind it. We're just giving our personal takes on whether we should be more of a fan of collegiate or professional sports. Right. That's what it gets down to. Um, I think a main topic that has that has ruined this is the new deal signs where athletes in college can't get paid. Absolutely. Because I see what um, – I forgot his name. Oklahoma's quarterback. Uh, Rat- was it Rattler? Rattler. Oh, no, uh, Caleb Williams. Is that what Caleb you're talking about? Rattler, huh? The one that transferred to Texas Tech and then transferred back. Regardless, I believe that uh, now it's more of a um, – more of a money type thing because a lot of these kids come from low income families. Oh, absolutely. So you put a million dollars in some in some kids' face, they're gonna take it. Oh, That's yeah. a lot of money oh, they've yeah. seen before, not knowing that they have the potential to get to these fifty million dollar plus contracts in the professional sports. Absolutely. You know, so they're gonna jump at that opportunity, and I believe it ruins the sport in a way. I used to watch college, all college sports, for the joy of winning a championship, winning that ring. Not transferring to go get a deal somewhere, yep. a fucking what was it, a Ford truck deal in Texas? Like, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not watching that. It's not it's supposed to be a business. That's why I wasn't really a fan of it. The business aspect comes later after you get your degree or you do your three years. Right, regardless, you have a piece of paper or not, you get some type of education while you're there. Right, and I bu- I believe you're gonna be seeing a whole lot more professional athletes go broke a whole lot faster. Oh, yeah. You're going to be seeing a whole lot of money mismanaged. You're going to see, you know, all all type of scenarios like this. So, with that being said, I like watching the NFL more because, like, if you see what um, the commissioner has done before the NCAA, you know, you could be an average team and go to a bowl game regardless. It's more like a participation trophy. That's how I I see it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll see the fucking – chick-fil-a bowl the buffalo wild wings bowl like bro like nobody really cares to watch that if you're not playing in the national championship nobody really cares about these bowl games yeah you get a ring but it's more like a participation trophy yeah for sure so i feel like you get that ultimate goal of going to the super bowl even now like lately in the pro bowl the commissioner has put fucking bonuses on the team that wins so if even if it's not a lot or like you know, not the money you're used to as an NFL player. Yeah. You're going to try harder just oh, to get yeah. that extra bread. Absolutely. You know, healthy but family. I just, I just think that the ultimate pride to get to the professional level is gone now due to that. So I, I really don't have a problem with watching either one, but I just feel like the main aspect of, you know, the joy of watching college sports is just gone or slowly fading away. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to bounce off what you're saying, I agree 100% that the NIL deals are going to ruin college sports because now you're basically having minor leagues 
in college. Right. So you're going to have your minor league footballs now, which is basically college football. You're going to have Texas A&M who could pay for eight five-star athletes when last exactly. last season they had zero, zero. five-star yeah. athletes. Oh, right? yeah. Like, it's just pay to win now, basically. Right. If you can get the most money from That's sponsors, all it comes down to. you're going to be the better team. Mm-hmm. And so I agree that that's that in itself is going to take away the joy of having that that Cajun football that you know for the last two years under Billy Napier has been dominating the Sun Belt. You're not going to have that anymore because now I, why why go to UL when I can get paid to go to LSU? Right, right. So you're losing those kind of athletes to the bigger schools, and it's not like they don't want to go to UL. It's that UL is not going to pay them as much as. LSU will, if anything at all. Exactly. Right. It's at that point. It's how much do I like love the game, and that's yeah. just that's going to affect just how stars are built because you're just going to be like, oh, this this guy's getting paid so much money. I guess he's going to be a big star in college and then fizzle out because he can't afford to right. make it to the next league. Right. And I, I guess in a way that that can translate to our next section is who's who. Who is the most impacted player in every in all sports right now? Right. So, Long, I'm gonna let you start this conversation off. Yeah. So, there were different avenues, I guess. Y'all probably went a different avenue than I went down. Um, there's there's different athletes that have transcended the game of you know God basketball, forbid, if baseball. You say Korea, I'm gonna lose my shit. If you say anyone from that team, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> um, I'm I'm dealing with a bunch of Astro haters once again, but that's okay. That's that's a that's a story for another yeah, day. You're in the minority in this group. Well, you know, I want the one that has facts, but that's whatever. Um, so when we talk about the most impactful current athlete, I I gotta go Tiger Woods. Okay, now now hear me Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah. So there there are a lot of bad things that that he has done behind the game of golf, and I'm I'm pretty sure. D-U-I-R-S. Well, okay. Well, well, let's, let's not get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> the in term of sport. Now what he does in his free time. Okay. And that's, that's, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's recreational. So, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so you, I think, I think everybody understands, you know, the things that he has done behind the game of golf in his free time, obviously. Um, when, when, when you think about the different championships and, and, and the different things that he's won um, on the PGA Tour, um, that's something that can't go unnoticed. However, you know, the, the, there is the background and, and, and the baggage that comes with Tiger Woods, so just like any athlete. You know, there, there's always that, that story that gets out that everybody's going to be criticizing and everything. And I don't know if y'all have seen, you know, some of the documentaries, but, you know, the stuff that he's done, you know, is, isn't great. But I'm talking about the athlete on, you know, on the golf course. You know, when you think about golf, you think about, you know, obviously the, the legends, Arnold Palmer, um, Ben Hogan, you know, the different – golf athletes that have transcended you know what golf has actually meant to consumers around the world but tiger's just a little bit different tiger woods at a very young age was pushed by his father to be a great you know the one of the greatest golfers to ever play the game of 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 the of golf you know um he was pushed at a very young age to go out there and to show everybody that he's just not this this kid from stanford that you know everybody can push around but he's somebody that's going to be a force to be reckoned with you know down the road and and I, th- I think the pressure that his parents put on him was something that was very prevalent into in terms of him transcending the game of golf, you know, in terms of his wedge shots. You know, he, he wasn't going to drive it, you know, 300-plus yards like Bryson DeChambeau or somebody in, in today's game, but he's somebody that's going to drive it um, far enough 
um, dial in his wedges and, and, and make a few birdie putts and, you know, win, win a few championships. Um, when you think about recently, you know, obviously the car crash was something that, you know, you, you, you can look at it from different angles. You know, he shouldn't have been doing this. He shouldn't have been doing that. But the fact that he came back from that in 2021, I believe it was, to come back to that 2022 and playing in the Masters, it's, it's, it's just different. It really is. Boy, you know? boy, boy. Tiger, I give it to you, but you look rough in that mug shot. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, know? you looked rough you know? in that mug shot. Like I said, I'm, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about off the field. You know, I'm, I'm talking about on the field, you know, um, and, and on the course. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. But when you talk about on the golf course, 82 PGA Tour wins, tied for, you know, the most all time. 15 major championship wins. The only player ever to win four consecutive majors. The lowest scoring average on the PGA Tour. Um, the scoring average of 67.79 in 2000, which was the lowest uh, single season average in tour history. Hmm. And then PGA Tour Player of the Year for a record 10 times. You know, somebody that has had a lot of pressure as a, as, as a young athlete. And obviously the pressure he's faced as he goes on in his life. He just continues to rise above it. You know, the car crash of 2021 was something that was very prevalent. And something that was not good for his image as a as a golf player. Oh, cracking open the beer. <laughs> but it was somebody that is, is something that he got past. And he was able to play, I mean, what is it, a, a year or so later in the Masters in 2022. Now, he did shoot, what, 13 over or whatever the case may be. Horrible. Day. I could have done well, better. Well, you know. He had, you know. he had a great first day. <laughs> yeah, one, one under uh, on the first round. Then after that, it was just, you know. But the fact that he came back is just inspirational in and of itself. He's somebody that continues to show us that no matter what happens in your life or in your personal life, um, away from the game of golf, that he's still going to consistently get the job done and he's going to come back stronger than ever. That's why I think he's the most you know, impactful current athlete. I got some All right. feelings I'm going to hurt, so I'm going to let you go now. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Oh, boy. Please, please give your take <laughs> right now. I'm about to. Well, before we get to the juicy part, I'm going to give my take. All right. I'm wearing, for the for the listeners who can't see right now, I'm wearing a Dan Marino Miami Dolphins jersey. And I'll tell you the worst person we had to face in our history as a franchise Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Oh my god. That gosh. man All right. is the most impactful athlete on sports. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. Okay. Like I said, having to deal with this man for nearly 20 years of my life has been horrible. Um <laughs> 10 Super Bowl appearances, you know, seven wins. That's that's crazy in itself. 19 postseason appearances, 35 games. Crazy. You know, he's won. Crazy. Um Led the league in passing yards a little bit over 84,000, uh, 624 passing yards, and uh, leads the league in three touchdown games at 101. Okay. That's fucking insane. Okay. This man is, what, 41 years old? Like, that's crazy. 41? To- I think it's like 45 or something like that. 44? Regardless, Regardless, he's yeah, over right. 40 yeah. years old you're right. playing yeah. in the <laughs> National Football League. You're right. Pretty damn Um. He's just got a system around him that's winning. So for the longest we we had a debate was it Belichick was it Brady? He left. Right. He left New England, went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl in his first year. If that doesn't say enough, I don't know what else he has to prove. Okay. The longevity. The he's 
Well, he's I'm, just like I'm, a. I mean, hold on, let's, let's not get into that. That's okay. <laughs> he's just like a um a certain other athlete I'll talk about, but that's on a different topic. Here we go. But he puts enough he puts enough time, energy, and money into his body to have this longevity. Yeah, for he sure. He puts enough pr- protection around him to where he doesn't get hit. And just to have that longevity, that's to as my partner across the table from me would talk about stat padding. That's what he does. <laughs> he just has that winning aroma. Like everybody wants to play. Leonard Fournette, I believe, had an interview with the mm-hmm. Patriots. Kay. Came back to the team when Tom Brady said he was unretired. No one wants to play for the other one, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Careers get ruined, uh, but okay. Gronk considered retirement. He's coming back. I don't, know. I don't know. Is he is he coming back? Is he officially announced it? I don't think he's officially announced it, but he's making. Okay. I would assume like okay. that's his boy. Okay. Uh, Ryan Jensen met with the Jets. He's coming back to Tampa Bay. That's his center. Um, I don't know, man. His resume just speaks for itself. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Now, with off the like you said, off the field, that's a whole different topic. He doesn't do much off the field. I was about to say, yeah, there's nothing really to off benefit, the field yeah. to benefit the community, but yeah. it's about what he does for his sport. He's yeah, and I believe TikTok everybody. Star. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, and being a TikTok star, oh, yeah. TikTok. Oh yeah, said, being a TikTok star and kissing the sun on the mouth. But we can't. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um. But I just believe that, like, you can't tell me there's one person in the NF- in the NFL who's who would get an opportunity to play with Brady and turn it down. Right. That's that's yeah. the end of that. Yeah, he he's a winner. You know, he wins everywhere he goes. The I winning bet. aroma, you yeah. just crave it. In yeah, any absolutely. Sport. Yeah, six six championships in New England and one in one Tampa in Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. The first year he came first out year. of it. Yeah, that shows you exactly who who won all them championships for New England. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He answers the question: Is he, it Bill or is it Tom? Yeah, literally the second. It's, he and left. it's Tom. And the it, second he left, he proved that it was him. Right, and, and you think about the second year, he could have made it back to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for injuries. You know, if it wasn't for injuries and stupid ass Winfield Junior. <laughs> but. We'll get out. We'll, no, I don't think it was Winfield Jr. I think it was more of how dominant Cooper Cup is. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup but yeah. why? Todd Bowles, you goddamn idiot. Like, whatever. <sighs> yep. I can't believe that. Yep. Blew my fucking part. With like that 10 day. seconds or whatever many seconds left, they single covered Single him. covered. Stupid. No safety in the back. Stupid. Are you crazy. No backup. Nothing. The offensive player of the who do you? Who the fuck you think they going to? <laughs> Dude, I would be. I would have been double team. Double teaming him in the third quarter. Yeah, Let alone from the, the rest play of the, in the game. Fourth you know what I mean? <laughs> what like, come on, fuck? come on. Yeah, anyway, not, that was not smart what they did. All right, it's time to hurt feelings here. Okay, continue. So, I, I took do a it to di- him, Adam. I took a different approach. Do it to him, Adam. Okay, please do it to him. So, the most impact <clears throat> player I got. I'm gonna say it's LeBron James, not for the way hey, you're what's thinking happening? about. No, don't, don't get excited because I am about to. I am, I'm I'm about to I am officially shit. leaving the, no, 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 the podcast I'm, right now. No. Come on, Adam, really? He's affected the game in oh the wrong God. direction. And, okay, okay. I think he is. He's creating a is excuse written uh, campaign of his in L.A. Literally goes to L.A. Sits his first year basically due to a quote unquote injury. Quote unquote. Lets his team just shit the bucket the whole fucking season. Loses that season, gets early picks, then gets gets absolutely saved by the bubble. The bubble. Puts in four a, months off to recover. Go put his ass in Disneyland with him and AD. Then throws all of his talent away that he just won with. To everywhere else, so he can get his best friends over there in LA. He's yep. a basketball player, not a GM. 
Well, no, guess what? That's, he played that's GM. Wrong. GM. That's wrong. That's that's on them. That's on the Lakers no. franchise. That's he's, the only he, L I can say they took. He, he signed off on it. Was he making LeBron off. play GM. That's he, the only L. Continue. He signed off on every every trade. So he sends everyone that just helped Alex Caruso, uh, Kuzma, who is doing Kuz. or was doing good for the Wizards before they just didn't make it. I mean, the Wizards are the Wizards. They're just not going to make it. <laughs> Kuzma, the Lakers this year, though. Kuzma was being Kuzma, and I wasn't even tripping about losing him. Yeah, I wasn't either until <laughs> y'all got Russell Westbrook. Now Caruso, Westbrook, Caruso, that was questionable. I missed the ball at Eagle. So he gets rid of all these good players on the Lakers to get his best friends to not even make the play-in game. To not even make mm-hmm. the play-in game. I will say it again. Everybody was hurt. That is a ten Excuse. seed playoff. You could just be below average. He was beyond below average, and that. Li- in that last season beyond and i think what he's doing is he's basically making everyone just want to blame everything else on team problems yep. and also making it okay to lose in other people's yep. eyes being a placement with it i cannot stand when my team loses let alone if i'm the reason my team is losing mm. i know he's putting up 30 40 points a game it doesn't help whenever you're winning by yourself, when you're playing a team sport. Yeah. If you're playing a five-on-one. So how is that his fault? If he's playing five-on-one he every single Cause, fucking cause, cause But he's a basketball player, not a GM. Um, yeah, to start this. Because if, if you're the quote-unquote greatest player of all time, injuries don't not not saying that they don't matter but you should be able to lift up your other teammates to able to help you get past those games if you don't have Anthony Davis if you don't have Russell Westbrook you should be able to lift them up to another level you have to be to a help coach you. at that point yeah. you so have to help guide your team in a in a superstar studded league that's stacked with superstars every team has at least two superstars and he couldn't make okay. a 10th seed yeah because it's five on one basketball, they, you have to they, you have to the, build. The Spurs and the guy, Pelicans yeah. made the play in game. The spell the the Spurs and the Pelicans have been awful throughout the entire year. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Lakers were not going to make the play in tournament, I'd have laughed in your face. That like that's that's that especially with the team with LeBron James on it, you should be able to at least make the play in game. Now, if you don't make the playoffs, that's another thing. But not making the playing game is a, is a whole different story. <laughs> what you're telling me is, is that right, so he was he was a five on one. Is what you're saying. Are you saying that's not the same case for C.J. McCullough? No, because the Pelicans have other pieces around them. Who, bro? You can't tell me, tell Malik, me Tyler Hayes. You can't tell me Malik Monk is fucking comparable oh. to Brandon Ingram. Oh, but, but nobody can sit here and tell me that. But, I agree. We got rid of him at the wrong fucking time, and it is it but, is LeBron's fault trying to play GM. But player LeBron, no, bro. But, but there's but, no way. But 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 that's a whole different story. I bi be- bi would have not succeeded in LA with LeBron. He needed to have his own team. Okay? Exactly. That, that he needed to have you know his own team that he was able to facilitate and be able to get his not stats but able to show and show showcase his talents on a different team. If he was with LeBron, he would not have been able to do that. Okay, so what is the problem? The problem is that LeBron is hurting the game of basketball. By showing everyone that it is complacent to lose, and be you can yeah. still be a great player yeah. and just say, Think, "Oh, it's not my fault." Yes, it is. It's your team, but yeah. it's and, not and, his end, fault. But he signed day, off on it. That is his fault. Day, that is being his a GM is his fault. But no, 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 the no. player-wise, no. Being the star of the team and not being able to lift up your players—that's your fault. Yeah, 
1,000%. I guess so, but it's CJ hard to lift C- up Malik C- Monk McCullin, against fucking but competition. But CJ McCollum came from Portland to New Orleans, and he's being a player's coach to the players, and he's helping the people around him yeah. become playoff playoff contenders. Because I honestly I think without Devin Booker, they have a better chance. I'm not saying they have a chance to beat the Suns. They have a better chance. Yeah, because that's out the fucking window. <laughs> That's, that's, that's they would story. they would not be in the same place without CJ McCullough. No, because no. he is he is helping Bi become who Bi is. Yeah. He's helping Tyler Hayes become an all around athlete. Jackson Hayes uh, is it Jackson Hayes. Yeah, Jackson. I did. call him Tyler Hayes. Wow, long. <laughs> it's all good. So he's helping the players around him without New Orleans's star player Zion. Yeah. Like oh, that's a good, I, I know where you're going with this. Who good fucking point. knows? He played like a total of six games. Well, yeah, he okay, but that's that's a di- okay. Yeah, but when you think about that, LeBron has played majority of the year where Zion hasn't played all at right. all. An average thirty and five plus assists. Okay, but but you look at Brandon Ingram, you look at CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum has been able to. Now I'm not saying that he needed Bi, but he definitely needed somebody else to kind of go along with his talents. What? Okay, he, he needed somebody to lift him up. When you traded for Russell Westbrook at the beginning of the year. That was a trade that every Lakers fan, well, I'm sorry, every LeBron fan loved. I don't know why. I told you it wasn't going to work, but everybody loved it because of Russell Westbrook and his triple doubles. So I don't want to hear anything that he had nobody, no help. I don't want to hear that because at the beginning, at the beginning of the year, everybody was on this because of but his the stats beginning and of the year. Else. It looked great, but when this exactly. motherfucker is shooting off the corner of the fucking backboard okay. every jump shot, like okay, but that should have stayed his but, ass but, in Washington. But that's LeBron's job to 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 be able to set him down. And say, hey, you're you're going to get your shots. Just take it slow. But he wasn't able to build him up. He was only tearing him down. There's only so much a player can do. Oh my there goodness. is a coach and a GM for a oh reason. Oh my goodness. That's the yeah. period. That's, like that's, that's the end. As I don't think okay. I don't think it was worth firing our coach at the end of the season. No, no he, he wasn't the problem. Either. I don't think he was the problem at all. No, I, don't think I think so. that was just a cover for LeBron, basically. It's just everything saying, is. I feel like I feel like if if you couldn't get Jason Kidd from the Mavericks, then why like why even fire the coach? But like I just, it just it hurts me to say that LeBron hasn't hurt the game of basketball because I st- I still enjoy watching basketball. I just hate the way he's portrayed the game in the last season. Just he's ruining watching basketball. He's putting the Lakers on prime time because of his name and not because of right. the talent. I think, but that has nothing. That has that stuff has, to do with his past accolades. I I understand that, mm, but like maybe not so though. Okay. So you you want to talk about no talent? You know you want to talk about. I, I'm not saying the Malik Monk is a great player, but he was he he was a pretty good player. He was a role player. No, but he was pretty good. He had to be. He was pretty good. Role. He put out good numbers. Too. But you want to talk about, especially when Anthony Davis is out. You want to talk about Russell Westbrook not being that other star player to LeBron. Russell Westbrook was second in points on the team. He was first in assists, first in rebounds, first in steals. First right. in, in defensive rebounds, second in offensive rebounds, first in field goals made, first in um, I don't know what TD is or DD is, but he was in the first or second tier of stats when it comes to points, rebounds, and assists. Right, because but yet if you, he wasn't good enough to go along with LeBron. The thing is, is with Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are relatively the same player among the regards that they can't play with other athletes. But Dave, if 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 my other role players in first or second in points or rebounds or assists, 
that's that's pretty good. Who else? That's pretty good. Who else? I should be able to lift him up and say, "Hey, keep doing that. So, I'm, I'm gonna get my part so, done." So, so Anthony Davis is hurt, correct? Yeah. Anthony Davis is hurt. Yeah. You got LeBron. Other than LeBron, who else is around Russell Westbrook that's going to lift oh, him up? Oh, Mello. Mello, Mello. 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 off the bench. Mello's been in there for a while. Mello Dwight coming Howard, off the bench, yeah. averaging eight points. Malik a game. Monk. I mean, Malik Monk was, was pretty good throughout the year. His I'm, name, I'm, bro. I'm just going off what you said at the beginning of the year, and, and I, I know you're trying to make this about during the season, but let's let's not think about what you said before the season. We got Melo, we got Dwight Howard, we got all these different people. Y'all have y'all stand no chance. What do you mean no chance? You didn't even make the playing game. And why? Because LeBron off the, signed off on every single trade and every other free agent, and he wasn't able to lift them up. Because LeBron is not a GM; he is a player. LeBron, but, the player. That's what he is. His occupation is being a player, power forward slash guard for the Los Angeles Dave, Lakers. When you his stats are put up in the game, the front office signs off on LeBron to make these decisions. But they, when, if when, they didn't want him to make the decisions, bro, the GM would have not even did that. But the fact that they gave the authority to LeBron is the organization's fault. So not I, LeBron. No, okay, no, and I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with that. But if you want to say that. Um, LeBron James is only supposed to be a player and nothing else. He's been in the league for 18 years. He's been there. He's done, or nine, however many years he's been in there. He's been there. He's done that. You mean to tell me that he hasn't been able to lift up the players around him? He should only have been the player and not the influential role model that he should have been. Is, is that what you're saying? That, that he should only have been the player on the court and not saying, hey, Malik, hey, Russell, it's different playing with me, but I'm going to show you a way that's going to benefit both of us in the long run. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Excuse me. God damn. <laughs> I believe that has to do a lot with being the player on the court. I don't think it's two different aspects that he has to balance out. I believe being the player on the court is to lift up your teammates, but at the same yeah, time, you can do that. It's not about you can only lift your teammates up so much. You can only tell them so much. At the end of the day, they got to go out and play. They got to show that they can play. And at the end of the day, they couldn't play with each other. That's mm. what it comes down well, to. Could they not play with each other? They couldn't play with LeBron. No, they couldn't play with each other. Mm. I disagree, but that's all right. I think as as someone that has the veteran mentality of LeBron, has the has everything that LeBron has to offer to players, young players, old players, veterans, doesn't matter. I think no matter what your record is, you should you shouldn't give up on your team. It's basically no. like another thing I'm saying. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter if you're thirteenth seed or if you're fighting to play in the play in. You have to be there for your team. You have to be front and center. You can't make excuses. Yep. And he put he's he's put on the role on himself for being as good as he is, that a lot of people will blame problems on him, and he will deflect all the problems. On no, they won't. People. They'll blame everybody else besides him. No, and that's the problem. Uh, sorry, we will blame. Oh yeah, you're right. We'll blame you're right. LeBron for everything. No, because because we're realists, but that's all right. We don't we don't like to say oh it's Russ's fault for shooting it off the corner of the backboard. We don't like to say it's AD's fault for being a walking piece of glass. We are going <laughs> to blame. It on LeBron because in the end of the day, LeBron got all of his friends together and it didn't work. Yep. And that's just plain and simple. That's what that's that's what I hate. But no, but is no that, one's able to accept that though. That's that the problem. You you cannot tell me he has impacted the game in a good way after what you saw this season. It's just it's upsetting to look at because now now basically what you're saying is, is that when Luca becomes what he's on pace to become, or when Ja becomes what he's on pace to become, or Jason Tatum. That eventually they're going to be able to run the team? No, they're not. No. Leave it up to the GMs to be GMs. Leave yep. it up to the coaches to be coaches. Leave it up to the players and the veterans to be able to lift up players and to guide them to victory. Yep. 
Because I'm telling you right now, a rookie coming out of college isn't going to be able to guide and lead veterans because they're not going to listen to a rookie. They're going to listen to a veteran like LeBron. And so LeBron has a lot of pull on what people do. I I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, we don't know who gave who the authority for LeBron to make these executive decisions. Mm. But at the same time, if you got a name like LeBron James in the house, you're going to give him the keys to the palace. Yeah. Whether you're in Cleveland, whether you're in yeah, L.A., whether you're in Miami. Now, arguably, all three of them locations, we got our back and forth on. Yeah. So, I believe it's more guidance to the GMs. If you don't want this man to run the team, if he's a player and not a GM, if you've seen what happened to past teams where he tried to get people together, like what happened this year, you take that away from him. No, but 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 the thing is that, yes, the the general manager signs off, but he also, before he signs off, the person he goes to is LeBron. He says, LeBron, do you want Westbrook? Do you want DeMar? Then that's his Who do fault. you want? If I'm, coming, if I'm coming to you, I got the chance to play a professional sport. Somebody comes to me, do you want Tyler Longman or do you want some fucking no name I never heard of? Some no name. I'm taking, I'm taking <laughs> the no fucking name. person I know. That's, a, that's as simple as that. But, but That's just the I personal mean, but, relationships. But, it's but, the but, organization. But I think that's the thing he's trying to say is that LeBron James, as great as he's been, he hasn't been able to differentiate being able to put together a winning team uh, he's he's done that before, but being able to put together a winning team and differentiating that from his friends. He wants his friends on the team, absolutely. He wants everybody to be successful. However, he hasn't been able to build up his teammates because, you know, of so his, his general manager ways. Let me ask you this. What other – quick quick question before we move on to our next topic. Okay. What other team besides this past year that has LeBron tried to put together? Um, I mean, probably his, his I mean, maybe. first first few years in LA. I'm sure, yeah. Probably, couple, probably in couple, Cleveland too. He, oh no, no, not. And it's it's not even putting putting teams together. It's getting general managers or not general managers, coaches fired. When you look at Cleveland in 2016 when they won, Tyloo wasn't the coach throughout the entire year, but LeBron wanted Tyloo as the head coach, so he got rid of the other coach. So it's not more. It's 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 about players, but it's also about everybody else in that organization as well that LeBron has continuously ruined. And that's fired. just at the, at the end of the day, that's the GMs not having the fucking nuts to pull the string from LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying if that I, if I get if I get all if I get all access to something, I'm using all the access. I'm not just fucking you know straying away from a certain subject because I don't know nothing about it. I'm experiencing everything. Yeah, but at the same time, you. You, you you can sit there and you can say that, but at the same time, do you want a team that maybe LeBron doesn't like and LeBron doesn't want to play with and have him mad and upset and angry at the general manager, or you want LeBron to be happy? LeBron is in his 18th season. He's had four championships. He's done all these great things for the NBA. However, do you want him to say, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to leave. No, you're going to ask, hey, who do you want to play with? You want to play with him or you want to play well, with him? That's the cost of the GM not being yeah, fucking maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, shit. Like but it's it's it, but it's still it's that. but it's still LeBron signing off before they actually the general manager signs off on actually getting trading them or signing them in free agency. Great job, Adam. So <laughs> now moving on to our next topic, Mount Rushmore. Who is our, your Mount Rushmore for all the sports? Who are the four faces that have impacted their sports the most? Whether it comes in how they played, their face in the production, just. All around athletes, who are the top four in all sports that you think is on, or who is on your Mount Rushmore? My Mount Rushmore, let's see. 
I have one from the N- from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and the PGA. So Dave, you- Dave is about to give his take on four different sports. I I'm about to pick one from each sport to go on the Mount Rushmore. Go ahead with it. Okay. NFL, I have Tom Brady. Obviously. You know, that was my most inf- impactful player. Um, Wilt Chamberlain, 100, 100, ga- 100 point games. Big Wilt. It's crazy. Changed change the uh, game forever. You know, hook shots. He's a very large human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babe Ruth for the MLB. Okay. That man was a stud. Big babe, smoking cigars, <laughs> drinking whiskey every day. You know, I'm too young. I'm too young to ever watch him. I don't but think anyone who's listening to this was alive for Babe But that man was throwing back some fucking whiskey and piping down them cigars and hitting dingers, bro. Twenty four seven. Absolutely. And the PGA. That's probably between John Daly or Happy Gilmore. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two, either, either, <laughs> either John Daly puffing on a cigarette and bringing a stripper home after his tournament, or Happy Gilmore screaming at the fucking ball and lining people up. I think you should go with John Daly on that one. John Daly, Happy Gilmore, or Tiger Woods, but that seemed too fucking cliche. Understandable. So I wanted John Daly because he's a badass. Understandable. What, what was the Astros? I mean, was it the Yankees? Babe Ruth one just just a was that just a, a jab at me? No, I also had Jackie Robinson down there too okay. for my second. Okay, okay. The John Daly one that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> pretty hilarious. And um, honorable mention Manny Ramirez. Hey, shout, shout out, out John <laughs> pissing in the shout red out John <laughs> pissing in the green monster. pissing in the green monster. Shout out big John, big John. Oh, I love Manny. After watching what I I watched a little short documentary of Manny Ramirez after John had told me that about is a him. menace. He he was a truly a menace. <laughs> that is a menace to MOP. He, he really just came in and just kind of shook up the world while he was playing, and then he left it in shambles. He just like no one knew how to fill in a Manny Ramirez <laughs> role. No one could stop him. No one could. Stop I would him. sign him. I would sign him to eighteen I mean, year, six hundred and fifty million dollar deal. Oh, man. That man's like fifty years old, still trying to play baseball in like the Dominican Republic or Japan. Good. What a G. I'll, I'll sign him to the Astros. <laughs> what a fucking gangster. He is. A, he is truly an anomaly to the game of baseball. What a fucking G. So my Mount Rushmore. I only did one. One for all sports. Obviously. Michael Jordan has to be on there. Michael Jordan. Of course. Funny goat. Wow. The real goat. Wow. <laughs> no, the funny one, the one we were just talking about, that's the funny one. That's all right. Michael Jordan. That's all right. Luka Doncic. The <laughs> game during his time. He, I agree. I agree. Everybody based their game off of him. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what he's done, what he did during his time and what he's done to the game today, everyone compares LeBron to Jordan. But Kobe to Jordan. Kobe yeah. to Jordan. Everybody. Yeah. It, Jordan is who everyone gets compared to. Right. You, you don't hear yeah. you don't hear someone getting compared to a Kareem or someone like that. Jordan Kareem. Jordan changed the game whenever he stepped on the court. My second put Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson flipped the game of baseball on its head, finally allowing athletes, black athletes to play, also allowing Dominican athletes to play. Just anyone that Anyone that put up a challenge 80, 90 miles per hour. Babe, Babe Ruth is not Babe, touching the bitches. Babe Ruth is, is taking those cigars out of his mouth, and he's going to hit the fucking weight room because he cannot hit against 
anyone who throws out of the Dominican Republic. Bro, like, um, yeah, like, African Americans and people who aren't from the USA are the best baseball players. They just show it with the separate leagues they have around the world. And now, like, nowadays, you got, you got Jackie Robinson Day. Everyone wears your number. Everybody wears number 42. April, I think it's April 15th. Everyone wears 42. Yeah, something like that. And this year, I think it was the 75th, everyone wore a blue 42, no matter how what color your team is. So everyone Damn, wearing, I didn't know he that. is 42. Like, he has thoroughly impacted the game of baseball, and it will live on forever. My third phase of my Mount Rushmore is Tiger Woods. He, he came in the league, like Longman said earlier, at a young age, and shook up golf. Completely shook shake up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Change, change the game. He just he made it. He actually put face on the game. Everyone paid attention to golf because of Tiger Woods. Everybody knew who Tiger Woods was, bro. Yep. I didn't know at one point. I didn't know any other golfer besides Tiger Woods. Right. Tiger right. Woods was golf. Yeah, it was golf. Yep. You you didn't really think of anyone except for Tiger Woods. You you could have been like Phil Phil who Matt Matt Phil who Oh Tiger right. Woods. I know Tiger Woods is. Yeah. That, that was at one point. That's all yeah. that people knew. And then my last is, this is gonna this is gonna shock. My mom would be happy because she's a tennis fan. But I'm gonna put Serena Williams. Okay. Serena okay. Serena Williams is by far the goat when it comes to women's tennis. There is no one like Serena Williams. I know I know very little people watch tennis. I watch it for like my cousins do. Your cousins do. Yeah. My mom watches tennis because she plays tennis. Right. But, right. Like, I watched, like, the final, like, the semifinals, the quarterfinals, and, like, the, the finals of majors and everything. She's always in it. One. Right. Oh, yeah. Always when, when yeah. she She will always be in it. And watching her, she dominates the other athletes. She oh, is yeah. built better than every other athlete. If you see her on an off day, she still puts up a fight. She'll bring it to that third set. It does not matter how she's feeling that day. She will she will dominate and especially in the past serena williams was it was like it wasn't even fun watching majors oh yeah because in the no past touch her. It, it was, in the past she was hitting faster than everyone she was hitting it harder than everyone like you just it was unstoppable back yeah then. i mean it's kind of fell off now because she's a little older but she still changed up the game the way it's played at least now right. in women's tennis and just the the amount of titles she has won the the major uh, tournament she's won, it's insane. Her trophy, her trophy room has to be like just shining with all of. Oh yeah, flags didn't she oh, just yeah. have a kid too? Yeah, I think so. She did, pretty sure. Damn, what a goat! <laughs> Greatest tennis player to ever play a game. I'd say, it's, yeah, I would. Yeah, she's like saying. What about Roger Federer? I mean, women's tennis. Yeah, women's tennis. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, Roger Federer is, is his own league. Right. There. But he, he has competition now that I he struggles against. But it, in tennis right now, the men's league is kind of like back and forth between like three players. Him, him, uh, Nadal, and uh, I think Joker, Djokovic. Yeah. Between those three right now. Yeah, sounds about right. Those three are just – it's – Anyone's game when it comes to men's tennis. Well, Mount Rushmore. So I, I, I could not place this in any order. I really couldn't. But, I mean, I, I, I guess the way I say it, I guess you can go one through four. But really don't matter to me. So I guess you could say number one, Tiger Woods, obviously for the reason I stated above, continuously pushing past adversity um, and the victories he's had in golf overall. 
uh, one of the greatest and, and most clutch putter um, performers and putt makers of all time. And, you know, very spectacular shot maker as well. Number two, um, I guess you say number two, it could be number one. Um, the, gr- the greatest of all time in terms of basketball, Michael Jordan. Um, you think about six championships out of six, six finals MVPs, five league MVPs, one defensive player of the year, 10 scoring titles, nine all defensive teams, and just somebody that simply no one's going to outwork. You know, when you think about the Detroit Pistons and the Bad Boy Pistons, they had had Jordan rules for him to take him out before he went up in the air. Somebody that trans fucking him up too. Oh, that's, that's all right. That, that's somebody that transcended the game. <laughs> had to. Yeah, they had to. That was. That was I mean, yeah, you had to take. You, you had to take him out before he went up, or or to do it before is while he, he was in the air. Is he like let Jordan score forty or take him out early? Yep. No, there's there's nobody I would rather have with the ball in their hands in the fourth quarter with ten seconds left, and I need a shot to be made than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There's nobody else. Um, I went. Uh, I went a little bit different route. I said Muhammad Ali, um, float like a butterfly, sting like, like a, a bee. bee. Yeah, uh, had had his had his moments. You know, obviously his down moments and his 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 moments of of success. Um, but I think that's somebody that no one could touch. Um, maybe Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, uh, maybe. What about, what about Butterbean? <laughs> but it was somebody that you know you you when you start when you said boxing, you knew Muhammad Ali was going to be. You know that top of mind. You still talk about. Oh yeah, for boxing. sure. And then lastly, Tom Brady. Peace. Yeah, the the greatest player of all time when it comes to the quarterback position. Um, as Dave said, seven rings, uh, drafted at 199th overall, and the, the bottom of the yeah, barrel. Yeah, not not even thought of. You and know, man, do you, have you seen his documentary? Mm-mm. By the way, I vote to keep his draft day picture. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like Elon Musk better not hey, delete you, that. You gotta shit. get an NFT at that. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. <laughs> no, he he. I, I watched his in the sixth round, two hundred ninety ninth overall in the sixth round, very that, last pick of the draft. That crazy. Man, that man remembers every quarterback that was drafted crazy. in front of him, and he knows how long they lasted. Dude, I don't even know. What I, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I'd be lucky if I remember breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like he he like. He took that dog. He, he, like Jordan, he oh, took that person. Yeah, he took that person. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, somebody that transcended, you know, the quarterback position. I know you talk about longevity, but this is somebody that has done it consistently over and over and over again. Um, you know, so that that's my top four. Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, uh, Muhammad Ali, and then finally Tom Brady. Seven days from now, or seven or six days from now, yeah, we have the 2022 NFL Draft. It is packed full of talent. Lot of Somewhat. A lot of yeah. teams need lines filled, need receivers, need that just that one more X factor to make it to the next next step. Make that extra stride when it comes to making the Super Bowl. Yeah. A couple teams came up short this season. A couple te- teams blew it early. Uh, big shouts out to the Packers for blowing it to the forty <laughs> nine. Thank you. Blew it. Blew a big fucking load. And now with the Packers losing wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver to every such team, like Oakland, like Oakland, like Kansas City. Las Vegas. Me. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Living yeah. in the yeah. past. They Come on. Vegas. Live, yeah, the Vegas past. life. Living in the past. They need – they're definitely going to be a team shooting for that that star wide receiver route yeah. in this NFL. They need, they need a lot, but, you know, it's a They would want to. They should. If they don't, then they're just 
trying to be mediocre again. That's but, probably the case. But a lot of talent in this draft. A lot of a lot of players will get called up, but our teams, Steelers, Bills, Dolphins. What do you think our teams are going to be looking out for? We'll start with Dave. Um, I'm gonna back it up a little bit. I'm gonna run through the first 32 picks in the draft real okay. fast. Um, Go for it. So these are in order. I got the Jaguars at one, Lions, Texans, Jets, Giants, Panthers. Giants gets get another pick from the Bears. Falcons, Seahawks get a pick from the Broncos. Um, Jets from the Seahawks. Commanders, Vikings, Texans from the Browns. Ravens, Eagles from the Dolphins. Uh, another pick for the Eagles from the Colts. Uh, Chargers, Saints, Eagles, Steelers, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Packers from the Raiders for the 22nd pick. We got the Cardinals, Cowboys, Titans, Buccaneers, Packers, Chiefs from the 49ers through the Dolphins, which was made two years ago. Um, The Chiefs get another pick at number 30. The Bengals and the Lions at 32 from the Rams. So the Lions thirty two. Yeah, that's the only time you'll ever say that. The last last time you'll ever say that. Um, so, for the first 10 picks, I have a little prediction of who's going to take who. Yeah. You know, draft day is crazy. We never know crazy. what the fuck is going to happen. Mel Kuyper's always fucking wrong. With that. Yeah. Always. Every, always. Every, fuck Mel Kuyper. Everybody's wrong on draft day. Yeah. Until you see that pick come across oh, yeah. your TV screen. Oh, yeah. It's like so, a few years ago, Las <laughs> Vegas selected Josh Allen, a defensive end out of Kentucky. Instead of, oh, no. They, they selected Cleveland Farrell, um, and they said they should have selected Josh Allen. And it was like... I remember somebody in the crowd was like, what, what are they doing? Like, so oh, like when the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky, it was like, <laughs> fuck, a quarterback. We're, 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 uh, we're moving up to draft, not Deshaun Watson, but we're going to draft Mitchell Trubisky. Well, whenever the, uh, <laughs> I can't say nothing. He's on my team, so I guess I can't say nothing. Uh, when the Giants came up, they're like, all right, for the fifth pick, Daniel Jones. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's get into this. So the first, I have a um, prediction for the first through the tenth picks. Um, Go for it. I said the Jaguars take the top prospect at offensive tackle with the first pick, get some protection going, for Trevor Lawrence. You going Farrell? Yeah. Are you going um, Neil from I Alabama? So. I believe so. Going for it. Okay. Uh, the Lions need a receiver, but also the quarterback. Lions are not a lot to of get, stuff. Yeah, to get down the field. So it's really everything's up in the air for oh, them yeah. at number two. Yeah. Uh, Texans, who fucking knows what this shit show of a team? Oh, I, th- with I, th- this I think they're going to select Derek Stingley. It's either really, yeah, really Derek Stingley mm-hmm. number three. I think they're going to so. that. Or do they address their quarterback? Do you go with Davis Mills? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, 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 I think they're going to stick Mills. with him. I don't know because at the end of the day they'll probably be in the top five next year, so they can probably select Bryce Young or they'll select somebody you know right. next year. So um, I think the Jets grab some protection for Zach Wilson. Yeah, me too. Um, Giants draft a QB or wide receiver. Who even QB? knows how? Really? Who QB. even knows how settled they are in Daniel Jones? But think, at yeah. the same time, I think that's where Derek Stingley is going to go. The Giants. I think he's going to Giants. Big market. Interesting. Yeah. Could um, happen. The Panthers, I believe they select a QB and don't resign Cam Newton. Let him hit free agency. I, I think his career is done. Yeah. Um, who. If you sign Cam Newton, he's got to be a starter. You're not about to put him on the bench. Nope. Um, if Carolina's not re-signing him, I don't see him going anywhere. Right. I think he's going to retire. Uh, but who fucking knows? Got a long season ahead of us. Um, Giants get another pick after that, and whichever they don't take before is who they take, whether it be protection or the quarterback. Or, I think they go uh, defense. Quarterback. 
That that might be where Derek Stingley goes, but yeah, I, heard, could I be. heard his draft his uh draft stock fell. Yeah, I saw somewhere with a, a mock draft of him going to the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I know the Ravens are they're mid level. That would be. I would hate that. I would hate that as a Steelers fan. Man, I oh would my hate that. God, that defense would be. Insane. I would never watch football ever again. Um. Uh, <laughs> after the Giants, we have the Falcons. They're a bad football team all around. Yeah, absolutely. Arguably one of the worst yeah. football teams in the NFL. Yeah. Lost their star quarterback for however many fucking years. I don't even remember the quarterback before Matt Ryan. I think it was Michael Vick. Maybe Matt Schaub. I think. But um, who? Who? They fucking. I believe they address a cornerback or a quarterback, one of the two. I mean, right now their quarterback is Marcus Merrill. <laughs> yeah, so I, who knows how that's going to go. Uh, the Seahawks address their major issue that they sh- should have been fucking addressing before Russell Wilson left. Offensive line. Offensive yeah. line. Yeah. If you don't draft an offensive yeah. lineman, bro, you're fucking stupid. And that's who I think they're going to take the uh, they're going to take the Alabama offensive lineman. I haven't taken an offensive lineman, but have them the the offensive lineman out of Mississippi State. Right. Yeah. See, if they don't take an offensive lineman and they go for some skill position, uh, or they go quarterback. You no, better have dude, Drew Locke that, running back there with his head cut off. That like would a be a slap in the face to to Russell Wilson. Like, oh, we haven't given you protection throughout your entire year. We're going to give this new yeah. quarterback oh, protection. Oh yeah. 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 So it's either they could address that or the quarterback position. Who knows? But they need I have lot. another prediction for Seattle a little bit later on. Okay. Um, the Jets, they grab a high-volume receiving weapon. You Me need too. either yep. a tight end yes, or a wide receiver. You, your running back, it's okay. It's all right. Who is it? Um, I believe it's fucking Elijah Mitchell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're, yeah, you'd be all right. You're okay. Not Elijah Mitchell. Um, Elijah Mitchell's for 49. Yeah. Um. The other one that came from UL. I don't know. Regardless, you need something for Zach Wilson to do these passes too. Um. So yeah, that's for the first through the tenth picks. Yeah. And now we'll get on to our predictions for our teams. Um. Y'all have a first round pick this year, huh? Or no? Y'all, y'all give up all of them. Actually traded away, but we're in the process. Okay. I'm getting getting okay. All right. Um. I don't believe it. I see it. Adam, would you like to go start off with your Buffalo Bills? Okay. So our Buffalo Bills, as you know, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs this season. Mm-hmm. Very heartbreaking. Blew my fucking parlay. Very, very bad <laughs> defensive. Oh, very, blue, blue. Yeah. very bad defensive call, but that's, that's not my feelings, to say the least. I, I hope not, it did. I was not very happy with that result. <laughs> oh, speaking. Wow, speaking of that. Speaking of that, we're watching it on TV right yeah. now. The little, little piece my on new it. wide receiver piecing out his fucking defense. But okay, Travis continue with, continue with uh, Buffalo's tragedy. So Buffalo, Buffalo, what they need is so Poyer and Hyde are getting up there in age, right? Right now, they're going to demand a lot of money. They're going to demand money because of their productivity. Micah Hyde, especially, in my opinion. So I think, in my opinion, I, off of sources that I have looked for the bills, sources, is we're probably going to go cornerback. Andrew Booth Jr. from Cleveland. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Cornerback. He had 51 tackles, five interceptions in his career. He is hopping off injury, so he should be fresh off injury. I think next next we would probably go running back because that is a position that we desperately need. Josh Allen needs to get a break from having to scramble away from every human being who's after his legs. All right. He, I mean, he's good Who on his feet. Did y'all just sign for us, Duke Johnson? Probably. 
probably. I think it was Duke Johnson. Y'all signed him to like a one-year or two-year deal. Yeah, he's not the answer, bro. Yeah, he isn't the answer. Devin Singletary isn't the answer. Yeah. Zach Moss ain't the answer. Hell no. So I think we get uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State. I've seen his tape. I've oh, seen his tape. He's cold. He's promising. He's but cold. Y'all have to get him before anybody else gets him. Well, we we expect him to fall second round because no one's really looking for a running back uh, early. Everyone needs their O-line protection, their star power. So we're, like, hoping we – Who knows? The Texans could take <laughs> – The Texans could take a head coach for all I fucking know. <laughs> Texans could take literally a punter first round. Who knows? Who knows? So Brees Hall, he had 4,000 yards in his three or – I think I think four seasons in Iowa State, 51 tu- uh, 50 touchdowns. So that's that's a promising promising numbers right there. I think third round, probably going to look for O-line, and then four through seven, just kind of. Just kind of whatever. Kind of fill, fill in gaps that we need. Longman, what about your Pittsburgh Steelers? Man, uh, let, let me say this. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the draft. Um, I think a few years back we did it. Like I think we FaceTimed. I think I was doing it during like COVID and everything. Right. Like, I think that was 19. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I wore a suit for that one. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, Adam, Adam was ready to get, ready get, to get selected. Drafted. Yeah. yeah. Ready to put, you put on my bills. So if there's anything that the draft tells me, about especially Pittsburgh is that I think that they just should draft somebody and they go a whole different route. So like I think last year, obviously with Najee Harris being there, we had to select him. But the year before, I was like, oh, we should get this good. Let me let me stop you right there. Yeah, God forbid, rest in peace. But y'all lost Dwayne Haskins this year. Yeah. Um, y'all lost Dwayne Haskins. Y'all have uh, unsure. I can't speak on your franchise, but from the outside. It looks like it's an unsure pick of Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Do yeah. y'all address the quarterback position losing Big Ben or what? Um, so I, I will say that defense is not the biggest worry for us as it was I in years say. past. Right. Um, I miss Minka. Maybe with, with losing Ju- – oh, yeah. I, I love Minka. I love Minka. Um, losing Juju, offensive line problems. I think the biggest question mark we have is the quarterback position, um, whether Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback of the future. I do believe – it's either going to be in the first, second, or third round that they select somebody else um, to kind of have that competition factor um, to, to see if, you know, maybe they'll sit for a few years and we'll go from there. Um, but there are, th- are pretty much three different prospects that I if, – if they're on their board, I, I hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers would select or what they would consider. I hope they consider Jordan Davis, the big defense tackle out of uh, Georgia, Jamison Williams, that stud wide receiver out of Alabama. I've seen him. I've seen him. Oh, yeah. Alongside oh, yeah. Mechie, bro, they're Ooh. dangerous. Ooh. Or Tyler Linderbaum, I believe his name is, center from Iowa. I hope. Now, if, if we suggest, um, you know, maybe those three, I would su- like I said, I would suggest Malik Willis out of Liberty. If he's there, I don't want to trade up because if we have to trade up, there's no telling how much draft capital and draft, you know, stock and everything that we're going to have to give. I, I just saw something that they want the Steelers to trade up to number five. If we at twenty are going to trade up to number five, we are going to have to give up an arm and a leg just you to get there. Better select a quarterback. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah they 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 they, draft they, they they trade picks to select. Yeah. You know, offensive tackle or something. I don't know. But um, yeah. I, I hope in the first round that we're going to either address the wide receiver position or the offensive line problems that we've had. Um, but. There's no telling. I'll tell you one problem y'all don't have at offensive line is that motherfucker Kevin Dotson. You know, yeah, he's, boy, he's, he's, he's a stud, he is something dude. serious, he's a man. He's, he's a stud. That's 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 one of the players on the offensive line that I'm okay with. 
Um, we just signed a core four who I do not like at all. Really? Uh, no. Um, no, he's, 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 he's good, you know, but I don't think that he's the tackle that we need. Uh, we signed a few offensive linemen in, in, in the free agency. Um, James Daniels, I believe his name is from Chicago. Um, he's a stud. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But if, if any indication of what the draft has been like the last few years, they'll probably select somebody else that I've never heard of and, We'll go from there. Well, what I have for Pitts for Pittsburgh to get is I think they go hometown. To be honest, I hope not. I really I hope they not. Might, they might. I hope they not. might take that Kenny Pickett role. See, Kenny Pickett. Hmm. I don't like that. I really don't. That's, See, but that's the thing. The last time we took somebody the from later on, by the, the way, the last time we took somebody from Pitt was James Conner, and he didn't. He didn't. Really he, he, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't perform. Yeah. Until he Say left. that motherfucker beat cancer and had oh, a couple did. good games yeah. for y'all. Yeah. And then, Kind He's of balling out in out. Arizona. Yeah. He's balling out there. He just wasn't good, you know, for a fit-wise, I guess, for Pittsburgh. I don't know. See, but at, at the same time, a lot of Pittsburgh fans really didn't like Najee, that Najee pick. Oh, I loved it. I know you I did. I absolutely loved it. People, a lot of people wanted a line. Dude, he had 1,200 scrim- like I think it was scrimmage yards, 1,200 scrimmage, yard, it's not scrimmage how, yards. It's not how it With that offensive happened. lineman. I wanted an all Alabama no. offense in Miami. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> offensive help, offensive line help last season, and y'all went straight to Najee. Which, but in, in the but, long run, that was a perfect fit. But but but, he, but is, he will produce numbers. I can see what Adam's saying. Like, bro, y'all had greater problems than running back that year. And I'm I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But the best offensive tackle that or offensive line that was available at that point was like the fourth or fifth best in the draft class. Like, we weren't gonna waste a first round pick right. on. Somebody that could be great, but we knew that Najee was going to be that dude. Right. You know, I'm just saying, like y'all needed to assess the line, and y'all y'all went running back, but it ended yeah. up working out. So yeah, we, we we didn't address it to the third round with Kendrick Green, who I don't like, but um, you know, well that's the thing too. We could have got Creed Humphrey, but we took uh, Friar Muth, who who's who's great for us, but I'd rather have Creed Humphrey as my my center. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, I don't have much to say about the <laughs> Miami Dolphins in this draft. Here we go. Reason being because they went all in on the offseason. They did. Uh, I do have something to say about y'all draft. Just you to look. go eight, eight, nine, nine, eight. <laughs> I have stuff. I have stuff to say, but not much. Um, okay. We don't get a pick to like the third round. But 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 but, but aren't you worried a little bit? Like n- nothing solidified on your team. Like there's not, like for like the st- like I'm not I'm not trying to like sound like you know. Uh, a hypocrite right now, but Steelers, you know, the, the defense is pretty solid for them. Defense the, is solid for Miami. Pro, Continue. Uh, why would it not be? Why would it not be? They were arguably one of the best in the league last year. I don't know about that. I put them on my bench on my fantasy team. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I drafted them. What, what, where would you rank them in terms of defensive wise? Probably like okay. six or seven. Oh my. I put top ten. Who 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 oh would Lord. Why? I'm not saying let the Steelers me, are top three. Let me ask you oh, why. Are. Let me ask about you. Our, our run defense you, is atrocious, but that's what. Let me ask you why the Miami, why you think the Miami Dolphins defense is not top three? You know three. what? Yeah, yeah, give, got, give, give me give me the defensive lineup. You got the defensive lineup. Okay, I could give you I could give you like five to six. Plays. Xavier Howard start off the mix. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's a great cornerback. Right yeah, 17 interceptions since 2017. Yeah. You got Christian Wilkins on the line. Drafted him out of Clemson. Yeah, goes hard, bro. Yeah. He's really, really fucking. Yeah, he's like, good. he's like, yeah, like Cam Hayward. Yeah, he goes out. You got like, linebacker position. You got Jerome Baker, Duke Riley. Duke, What's happening? Duke with Riley, that? come on, really, bro. You Duke can't Riley. tell me you come were on. a fan of. You can't. Tell I me am, you were but not let's 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 not act like Duke Riley's an all 
all pro level linebacker. drafted Jalen Phillips from the University of Miami. Make Goes sure. hard, bro. Oh, as what? As a as a linebacker. What is it? Is it defense? Okay. Outside linebacker. You got Byron I got somebody jo- else in Pittsburgh that's a little bit Byron better. Byron Jones, opposite of Xavier Howard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y- 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 y'all are so stacked that the, way. What's the problem? That, you defense. gave me four. I can give you my whole defense. Well, that's not, that's not the same. That's not the point. I, I, yes, that is. I'm what saying, are you talking about? I'm saying that the Dolphins are like top The Dolphins 10. are top 10 defense. Like eight, anybody, nine. anybody. I would, I would say the they're top 10, but I'm not giving them six or seven. I'd probably put them like nine, nine or ten. Who you put above them? I mean, I don't have it in front of me. I mean, I would put the Steelers in front of them. You put him at six? I put him at six, seven. You put him at six, seven? Yeah. Okay. So I got Steelers above okay. him? Yeah. Bills above okay. him? Yeah. I mean, I would even say, argue that the Saints might even be above the <laughs> dog. Wow. That's literally. I, I would agree with that. For the Saints. I would agree with that. Right now. A couple of games the, won by the The Saints. defense that blew the last five fucking postseason chances for the New Orleans Saints. That but, defense. But, but. I'm saying the team that had won multiple games. That was the year, highlight of, of that team last year, especially when Jameis went down. Because they ain't got nobody on offense. Exactly. Yeah, no quarterback. So had to win through yes. the defense. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Continue. The I can't Rams. believe he's – okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, Rams, yeah. I mean, you could argue that the Buccaneers before – Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. The Dave, defense blew up. Dave. Yeah, the so defense on. blew Tom Brady's on, chance Dave. at a second ring on the Buccaneers. Wait, wait, wait. The but they were, they they were down 27-3. That defense allowed them to come back and say, I, I know they blew it at the end. I'm, I'm giving you that. They blew it at the end. They lack, they allowed Cooper Cup to go down the field. They kicked the field goal. They won the game. But they didn't allow any points in, in that second half. They were down 27-3, to three and they they almost pulled it off. So that's not a testament to oh that defense. God. Well, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, uh, they were Devin good White, two years Levante ago. David. Last and, year they were not what they, what what they used to Davis, be. Come on. You, can't, you can't judge the whole defense on one game. That's like saying, okay, the Bills' defense was horrible because of 13 seconds. Yeah. Okay, continue. Do you have any other ones? I, gave uh, I, don't, I, I, I wish I had known about okay, this. Okay, then. Six and seven. No, you named five no, teams. No, Patriots. Uh, what? Matt, yes. bro, are you serious? Yes. Are you serious yes. right now? Yes. The only good person they had on the Patriots' defense was Matthew Judon. Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson, Jackson yeah. Bro, the Dolphins' defense is way better than the New England okay. Patriots' defense. Look at the game we played, though. I would, I would, make, I would make an argument for San Francisco. No. San Francisco was good. I mean, yes, they, they were. They Come were on now. AI. Come on. The defensive line, maybe. But their back, bro, their secondary was not good. Jimmy Ward? No. Oh, God. No. Oh, no, no, no. All right. No, no, no. This, this is Xavier taking a turn for the worst for you. This is taking, this is taking a turn anyway, for the worst. Continue. Back to the Miami Dolphins draft. Um... I don't know. We kind of addressed everything. We have hella fucking running backs on the roster. We have hella wide receivers. Uh, maybe our offensive line. I'm confident in Robert Hunt. That's about it on our offensive line. Give two of that protection. We got a new offense coordinator, new coach. Uh, send two it down the field. Show him that arm that uh, he's been showing in Alabama. You better hope he doesn't get hurt. That's why I'm dressing protection. Um. Like I whoa, said, whoa, whoa. Oh, this is taking a turn for the worst. Like I said. This is getting uh, off topic. Our, um, I'm sure. Our draft picks, we don't have much. We gave up a lot for Tyreek Hill. Um, I think it's going to pay off. We're going to use them in a Debo Samuel type of way. Um, people got to understand that Tua is not Patrick Mahomes. Throwing down the field, that's not his game plan. He can. You know, a lot of people think he can't, but he can, but not as much as people think he should. Right. 
and you look at the play style in Miami, that's always been a West Coast offense. Always been Wildcat. Always been reverses. For as long as I can remember, bro, I've been a lifetime fan. For as long as I can remember, Miami's running these crazy-ass trick plays. So you run crazy-ass trick plays, RPOs, West Coast offense. This is where Tua is going to excel. He is the most accurate play-action passer in the fourth quarter of the whole year last year. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. Like, Statistically facts. You add Tyreek, speedy, speedy receiver. You already got Jalen Waddle. Resign Mike Gusecki. Well, tag him. Tag him, yeah. You know? Um, we get Cedric Wilson from Dallas. That's another, you know, slot threat. So you put all that shit together. As long as you got the protection that you need to address this year, I believe that it's a solid ten and eighteen. You know, we went we went ten and six the year the year before last. They were ten, 10 and seven. Ten and seven. They got seventeen weeks. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did, yeah. did they add? Wait, well, they with them adding it, would it be seventeen? Yeah, it would okay. be seventeen because they still got a bye week. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. So, uh, yeah, solid that ten and seven season. Um, sneak into the wild card playoffs. AFCs, possibly. Okay. Nope, seven place. Okay. You know, not no crazy outrageous shit. Super Bowls next year. Now we're gonna wrap this up with some some topics that will be on a future podcast. Our next podcast, we will be talking about the results of Devin Booker being out for two to three weeks. How will that affect the Suns <laughs> in this playoff run? We will also be addressing Debo Samuel wanting out mm, of San right. Francisco. That's interesting. Right, 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 we'll right. Also be discussing probably how uh, Middleton will affect the Bucks' chance of making a finals run. And seven days from now, mm, seven days from I can't wait. April 21st, this infamous MLB letter will be open. Oh, Exposing boy. the Yankees once and for all. So uh I'm gonna give a give a brief um give a brief touch basis on these last closing topics. Uh Devin Booker being out for two weeks, I believe CP three is the best player on the Suns anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe if CP three performs, the team performs. Yeah. So we'll see how I it mean, affects him. Being down that superstar Devin Booker, you know your shooting guard, that's gonna hurt a little bit. But CB3, I believe he's been there before. He's got the veteran leadership. He could he could take on that role himself. Yeah. Um, Debo is, Samuel, is like, I mean that's is, that's gonna be interesting. You know what I mean? You're actually you're actually about to be a fan of what I'm about to say. Um, oh, here we go. So Debo Samuel, he wants to he wants out of the 49ers because he doesn't want to accept the hybrid role of yeah. running back slash wide receiver. Well, I, I I think they want to pay him as a running back too, but right. you know, he's 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 losing a lot of money, right. you know, not um, being in that wide receiver position. The contract issues, we have our own takes on that, but his best fit, I say you go somewhere where you like the environment. Yeah. You know, you got the steel curtain. You right. could go there. They lost the Steelers, they lost their number one receiver. Juju. Juju went to yep. the Chiefs. Yep. Who you got? Who you got? Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Ge- Deontay Farmer. Johnson and Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is a Dollar General version of Juju <laughs> Smith-Schuster. So, like, you yeah. put somebody in there who could handle both them roles. You, he don't even have to play running back. He could get paid like one, right. but he don't have to play running back. Y'all drafted Najee. Right. And he is solid, bro. Yeah. He is solid. So, at the same time, you put him in that system. With somebody he wants to play with, with other pieces he wants to play with, with an energy that's going to feed to him, I believe the Steel Curtain's a good fit. Yeah. I also believe Seattle's a good fit. But the same thing is if Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel's playing wide receiver, he is going to want a quarterback. 
Oh, yeah. So, but, Seattle, yeah. you got to bring in Baker. You got to bring in somebody who's going to feed into his ego. I know everybody last year damn well saw Debo Samuel coming out the Super Gremlin by Kodak Black during the playoffs. Superstar. With the big ass boombox. So if you have a if you have a place like the Steel Curtain, like the home but, of the twelfth man, feeding feeding into his ego, I believe that's gonna be the best fit for him. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that, but at the same time we have Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback. We we, we haven't he hasn't proven anything, you know, for a few years now. But if but if he proves that he's he's that 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 guy, then I know, also I believe that y'all aren't settled on Mitchell Trubisky, but no. that's a topic for another day. No, like I said earlier, I, if if Malik Willis is at twenty, we're going to select him. If he's not, I don't want us overreaching for Kenny Pickett or any other quarterback in the draft. What about giving up something for Baker? You ever thought about that, Dave? Move on. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking Baker. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not taking Baker. Move on. Okay. Adam, continue. What would you like What would you like to touch basis on these closing topics? I mean, time will tell how these injuries in the NBA Finals is going to uh, affect the team. We're going to see how losing D-Book will be for the Suns against the White Hot Pelicans. Right. I mean, literally anything could take them out for the Pelicans. If they just if the Suns just show up and show out for the rest of the series, I think they're going to pull it off. It would be nice. It would be a spectacular thing to see the Pelicans make it out of the first round. I just don't see I don't see them making it further than that out of the first round if they do because I think they'll burn out. I think with Giannis for the Bucks being their star player right now, I think he'll dominate and take over that series. The thing the thing about what you said about Chris Middleton is. He can perform, but he doesn't do it consistently. Mm-hmm. So, like, one day one day he'll go off for shooting six fucking threes in one game and getting 25-plus points. The next day he's getting seven. Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is that I think I think Giannis could pull that team. Yeah, I think Giannis be. can definitely carry the weight. If need be. Yeah, he's still got Drew Holiday, too. So, I think you know, if he steps up, then they'll stud. be all right. Absolute stud. It's yeah. definitely going to hurt the 49ers because the 49ers are in a position right now where – they want, they want Jimmy G out. They Debo wants out. So right now they're looking at their starting quarterback next year being Trey Lance without a star. Without a weapon. Without a star weapon. Kittle, but I mean that's, I mean, that's pretty a, much it. I mean, Kittle, Kittle's kind of an injury prone kind of yeah. player for the last couple of seasons. Yeah. I mean you still got Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, but you can only do so much without any outside weapons. They got Brandon Ayuk. I'm a big fan of Brandon Ayuk. too, but he, but just, he has he a just, lot to prove. He needs to develop. Yeah. I believe he's going to be something like Juju. You know, have a good splash for a year and then kind of fizzled out, go to a different team. I don't agree with that. Even though I'm a Yankee fan, I shouldn't be excited for the letter to be open, but I kind of am. I'm excited. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm so this excited. This changes how the whole feeling of this podcast mm. is going to go. I, mm. I want to know how... I want to more see how it affects the the league of baseball. I want to see how it affects the sport. Never mind. I'm gonna save, tell you I'm, one I'm thing. save it for the next. Let pod. me tell you one team that hasn't cheated. The Stop. Colorado Stop. motherfucking Rockies, Stop. baby. They don't have to. Chris Stop. Bryant. Oh, number wait, one in the NL wait, right now. By the way, oh, but wait, have, they'll hurt themselves before. They <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to get into it right now. I'm saving for the next, the next pod. But there were some sketchy things that the Rockies did in 2018. Listen, it like matter. what? They no, hurt, they hurt themselves before no. they. Well, they yeah, it's it's the Rockies, but it's. The Rockies. it's I'm, I'm, I, I don't I don't have happen. it with me, but a former player of the Rockies came out and said that they were using um different ways to to get the signals in 2018. I think they played like the Dodgers. Did it ever pay off to anything? Honestly, no, but but but, but no, but no, but I'm, <laughs> no, they but, didn't do a good job no, no, of no, it. But I understand but, both of y'all points. No, it's but not but, the point for Longman that 
that uh, they still cheated. But yeah. for Dave, it's Dave's no, kind of no, and, that, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Really you, you said they didn't cheat. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to bring light to the situation. That's all. That's it. But are they in the letter is the real question. Mm. I guess we'll find out. Tune in next next time. To, tune in <laughs> next week to see what the letter says. Exactly. All right, Dave. Roll us out. All right. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Second Take with the most raw, uncut, alcohol-infused takes on sports that you can get anywhere. Tune in next time to, to hear our other outrageous topics or other outrageous takes on the game of sports, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, golf, whatever the case may be. Tune in next time. Thank you all for listening.